and I got my scores, but I just thought like, oh, that's a pretty good score, but I didn't realize that I was through the finals. So I was just sitting there and chilling and everybody was like, are you not nervous? And I'm like, no, I just went. And <laughs> I just didn't realize that I had to go a second round. <laughs> What's up, guys? Today's guest is a Red Bull-sponsored athlete and the winner of the 2021 Red Bull Art of Motion. Please welcome back to the Jamcast, Noah Diorgino. What's up? Hi! <laughs> Thanks for making this happen. People don't know how hard we've been trying to make this episode happen. We tried on uh, Skype, Zoom, and now we're on FaceTime, so thank you so much. Yes, no problem. I hope it's going to work now. So. <laughs> yes, your quality is so much better on this. You know, we, we couldn't let the world champion be in bad quality, right? <laughs> uh, so how's everything going over there? What, uh, what are you up to right now? Are you currently in school? Or are you on break? Or what's your day-to-day -day life like? Um, right now I'm still in school, and it's not a break time. It's In two weeks there's a break, but right now not. So I'm working very hard on my grades. And also training a lot, as always. <laughs> wow. The last time we had you on here was in April of 2020. You were only 15 years old then. So how old are you now and how much school do you have left? I'm 17 years old, so two years later. And I have two, like, I have two years of school left, yes. <laughs> wow, crazy. And so obviously most people that compete, they... Um, they just get to focus on their training all the time, right? But how do you balance school and training? What's like a normal schedule like for you, like day to day? What do you normally do? Um, it's like I wake up, I go training, then I come back and go to school. Um, and during school, I go like, uh, after school, I mean, I give like lessons to smaller children, so I'm coaching. And after that, I'm training again. <laughs> Wow. So you trained before school. How early do you start your training? Uh, most of the time, 8 o'clock. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> and then what time does school start for you over there? Oh, wait, sorry. I have, like, uh, in Holland, it's, how do you say that? There's a storm right now, so I got, like, a, uh, how do you say it, message of that it's code red right now. <laughs> Crazy. Okay, okay. Oh, that's wild. So, do any of the kids at your school know what you do since you have such a unique schedule? Uh, yes, they do because I miss like a lot of lessons, so I'm not always there. And I get like a lot of questions about why I miss lessons, and they know why now. <laughs> and now I know your parents are like super supportive of it, but uh, what are your teachers like? Do they understand and do they help you out in the process? Yeah, a lot. They're like so helpful and I can miss a lot of lessons for my training. And also if I didn't make a test, then I can do it. Um, like I get extra things so I can make it. And yeah, they really understand why it's hard because I'm with my sport and also like having school at, how do you say that? Pretty okay level. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was going to ask, are you a good student or how do you do? Uh, how do you do in school? Yeah, I'm... Right now, it's a little bit hard because it's like one of the last years, uh, but I think I can make it this year, and I'm just going to make it because that's my goal. <laughs> now, I know a lot of kids around your age, they start to uh, prepare for, I guess, like post-school activities, whether that's like higher education or like trying to enter a work field. Uh, what is your plan? Are you done with school after this year? Um, like, 
not this year, next year I'm done with school. And after that, I want to travel around the world and like uh, meet new parkour people and do more stunt work, train, of course. And I don't really want to stay in Holland <laughs> because, because it's always raining and I just want some sun so I can train outside. A hundred percent. Yeah. When you said there's a code red right now, it's so funny because uh, over here in Los Angeles, I was wearing shorts yesterday and was at a pool. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm so jealous because I really want that. <laughs> oh, that's, that's too good. And so obviously like the last time you were on here, one of the things I'll always remember was you weren't even old enough to compete at the Red Bull Art of Motion yet because the age was 16. And so in 2021, you had the chance to finally enter the online competition. And I believe you were one of the six qualifiers, if that's correct. Uh, yes, yes, that's, that's great. How do you say that? <laughs> that's exciting, yeah. Awesome. And so you got the chance to finally head over to the Red Bull Art of Motion. Uh, what was that like finally getting the opportunity to compete? Were you nervous? Were you ready? Like, what was that feeling like? Uh, when I heard that I got through, I was so excited and I couldn't believe it. So I like double checked it like three times a week if it was really me because I was like, how? And then when I went for Art of Motion, I just uh, thought like, I didn't even knew I would make it, so I'm just gonna do my best and show them what I got, and it worked out pretty well. Wow, and was that your first time actually going to the Art of Motion in person, or had you ever visited before? No, I wanted to visit it before, but I couldn't because of school, and this was the first time that I went there. Awesome, and so who went with you on this trip over there for your first time? Uh, only my coach. So. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Amazing. And so when you finally get over there, what was it like finally stepping on the course and being around all the athletes? Was it intimidating? Like, was it more nerve-wracking actually seeing it in person? Um, I was pretty excited to see everyone again because of COVID, we couldn't see each other a lot. And yeah, we first had like a training with everybody and it was just very much fun. And then the second training, I thought like, okay, it's still a competition. I need to focus now. And that's where I like went in my own space and just went for the competition. But at first I was like, oh yes, I can see everybody. And it's very nice. Now I know just from being like a commentator, one of the things that happens a lot of time is people go there for the first time. They're so excited and they almost overtrain in practice and they almost get so sore that they can't really compete at 100%. So did that happen to you, or were you able to keep your nerves under control and have 100% ready for the competition? Uh, I really wanted to train all day, but my coach said no, and he stopped me. So I think that's also the reason why I didn't got any injuries. And I could perform it like very good because I was uh, very energetic the day that the competition was. <laughs> <laughs> And so, so I have to ask this question too, for a lot of first time competitors, they only plan one run. So did you have two runs planned for the finals or did you only have one ready? Uh, I only had one run and I freestyled like my whole second run <laughs> because I did like, um, I had five minutes to uh, think of a run for, wait, think of a second run, but I did come up with something, but I forgot it the moment that I went for it. So I just improvised the whole thing and it was pretty shit, but I tried my best. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, obviously you did pretty good because we know the end result. Um, so like what was going through your head when you made it to the second round and you realized like, oh my God, I'm in the finals right now. Like, was that something you expected when you first landed there or were you just happy to compete? Uh, like I didn't, I didn't, wait, how do you say this? Um, it literally blew my mind because I didn't think about how I could make it. And I realized it like very late because I was sitting on the chair where you have to wait for your scores. And I got my scores, but I just thought like, oh, that's a pretty good score. But I didn't realize that I was through the finals. So I was just sitting there and chilling and everybody was like, are you not nervous? And I'm like, no, I just went. And <laughs> I just didn't realize that I had to go a second round. <laughs> That's so funny. Um, now, obviously, you're someone that's competed uh, a bunch of times before. Uh, was there anything different about this competition since it was something you've dreamt of your entire life? Did you feel any more pressure than usual? Um, I didn't really feel any pressure because I, it was my first time competing at Rebel Art of Motion, and I didn't think of getting through um, the qualifiers. So I wasn't that nervous. I was nervous because I really wanted to lend everything. That was like my total goal for Red Blood of Motion. And I did, so I'm very happy about that. <laughs> now, not only was the competition unique because it was your first Art of Motion, but uh, this Art of Motion was also unique because it was the first time on a boat, which is totally different than any of the previous Art of Motions. Now, uh, what was that like? And did it was it more difficult or was it more fun? Yeah, it was like very difficult at the beginning because you have to like um how do you say that it was like not very stable oh. so you had to jump from one boat to the other boat and it was like this big uh of a gap but after like at the end of the day the gap was like this big because the boats were like going out of each other and each other so it was like very difficult to uh when the competition was itself to uh how do you say that see how far the jump was and also the boats were like very how do you say that yeah like rocky like unstable yes 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 unstable and that made it like more difficult but i think it also was like a very good challenge because you could really see if you control your flips so yeah <laughs> crazy that's crazy and now of all the people that you're out there competing against was there anyone that you were most excited to meet or to finally watch live um, let me think about this because there were a lot of people that I really wanted to meet again. But for example, I really wanted to see, uh, wait, one second. There were so many people, like what? The best in the world, right? <laughs> yeah, I really wanted to see like Sydney Olsen because I hadn't, uh, or I didn't see her in a long time. And uh, it was really fun to talk to her and... Uh, like we couldn't really train with each other because she was like part of the judges so yeah but it was really fun to see her and also like every very good athlete that had already been to Art of Motion like yeah there are too many to like uh, <laughs> to name them but yeah and, like Jason Paul um, yeah whoa there are a lot of people who went there so I don't <laughs> I come up with them like right now but yeah I love to see them and train with them and it was really fun and now obviously the the women's side of the competition is a smaller talent pool than the male side um, are, do, are those people that you like keep in touch with or do you follow them online or is that like one of the first times you got to train with them as well 
Uh, with the women. Yes, with the women competitors, yeah. Um, let me think. Uh, some of them I already trained with or uh, saw them at different competitions, like Lilu. I already trained with her and I uh, we went to a lot of competitions where we have seen each other. And also, uh, Elise Bigley, I competed to her like a lot in the past. And like, uh, you also have Lisa, but that was the first time actually seeing her, but she was so nice and we had like so much fun together. So that was like really cool. Super cool. And now, oh, sorry. Oh, go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> I forgot one because Miranda, uh, Miranda, I don't know how you say her name, but she was like my best friend at Rebel Art of Horse. <laughs> it was so fun. That's super cool. And now I know that most times, even when you're training, you're mostly surrounded by boys. So that must have been a cool experience to finally be around some top level females as well. Yeah, that was really fun because the training, like normally uh, you are training and there's like a, a boys and girls training, but it's you're with boys. And now it was like actually separated. Oh. And I think that was really cool because we've got to train with the woman and that was really nice. Yeah, I think that was better than when you train like with the boys because they're very big and intimidating. <laughs> so, yeah. Totally. And so obviously we know the end result. You ended up taking home the 2021 female world title. What, where were you at when that happened? And do you remember what went through your mind when you got announced as the winner? Uh, yeah, I didn't really think of anything. I was just so happy and I couldn't believe it. So... Uh, I was standing there and when I heard my name, I was like, are you serious or is this like some kind of joke? <laughs> because I really didn't know like if it was really me and I couldn't believe it. And after that, we had to jump off the boat. But <laughs> I was like more thinking of that because that was very scary. <laughs> I did notice that you looked a little wet in some of the stories after. Uh, how did they get you guys out of the boat? Was there like a ladder to climb or? Um, like with, uh, like... What do you mean? Oh, how did you how did you get out of the water? Like, did you have to like climb back up? Um, there was like a little like yeah ladder, but okay. it was like very old, so you had to watch out because otherwise you get like uh, splinters. I don't know how to say that in English, but yeah. Yeah, no, it's the same word. We use the same word. <laughs> oh, okay. nice. So how did you how did you celebrate that night? Like, what was going through your mind? Did you were you just on like this crazy high the entire day, or did you finally at night realize like, oh my god, I actually accomplished my goal I've had for so many years? Uh, actually, we went to dinner with all of the athletes, and after that, there was a very big after party, yes. and I just went to the after party, and I didn't really think of that at the moment because I didn't realize it and then like I think when I got home in Holland that's when I really realized that I was like the, the winner of the woman report of motion that yeah <laughs> so I gotta ask did you call your parents or did you get a phone call from them shortly after the competition how did you let them know yes of course I first called my boyfriend and then after that I called my parents uh, but they already knew but I wanted to hear them and that was really fun to do that's awesome. And so obviously, um, right now you're sporting a very, very special hat that not everyone gets to wear. Uh, and I saw that there was like a really cool event where I guess they like surprised you with naming you a Red Bull athlete. So what happened in that instance? Okay, so it's like, okay, how are we going to explain this? I thought that, was, that it was just like um, seeing my Red Bull like 
contact yeah. person uh, and talk to them how the competition went and that type of stuff. And we went to Salford, that's where the Formula One um, was. And I thought like, oh, I just need to talk to her and then I have to go home again. And I went there and I got my cab and I was very surprised. And after that, I stayed there the whole weekend and watched the competition. So that was really cool. That's so cool. And what was that feeling like? Were you more excited to win the Art of Motion or to get named as a Red Bull athlete? Um, oh, both of them. It's like both very cool. Because of Red Bull Art of Motion, I, I got, uh, I'm Red Bull athlete now. But I think like I was, I had the same excitement for both of them. So I don't know how to, yeah. It was just amazing. So cool. And now do the kids at school know that you're a Red Bull athlete? Is that like a weird thing or is it super cool to for them to know that? Um, they ask for Red Bull a lot. <laughs> but but um, they think it's very cool and some of them like are saying like, hey, where did you get that jacket from? And then I'm like, it's from Red Bull. And they're, they, sometimes they don't really realize that uh it's like it's really my sponsor yeah uh, i think it's really fun so yeah <laughs> and i'm like i'm not like a, that kind of person who flex with it i'm just wearing it and i'm very proud of it but i'm not somebody who says like yes this is it like i don't know <laughs> how you could yeah i get it you don't like really brag about it but you just like are proud to wear it when you can yes okay. that's Yes, that's exactly what I wanted to say. I, I always think it's funny, too, because you always think your English isn't good, but your English is almost better than most people I know in America. <laughs> okay, because I'm like, English gets me like very nervous because it's not like my first language, so it's very hard to explain myself in a, that language. But I think it's also very nice because I learn a lot of English at the competitions, like Rebu Arpoishi. And it's also a great thing because it opens a lot of doors for you. Like when I first met Pasha, uh, he couldn't do a lot of interviews or do a lot of jobs just because he couldn't understand or speak English. So you already have this huge door open for you for a lot of opportunities. Oh, that's, that's very nice. <laughs> <laughs> and so I have to ask, I've seen some videos of you at the Red Bull Performance Center. Uh, what is that like and, and how often do you get to go down there? Um, it's like very big. If you get there, you're you you cannot miss it at all. Like it's in the middle of like mountains, but it's so big you can see it from I don't know far away. <laughs> and when I got there, it's uh, really cool because they have like a lot of different things. You have like um, uh, somebody you can talk to if you want to talk about competitions, yeah. mental like it's mental coaching, okay. and you can. Uh, you have like a personal coach there so they can train you for your sport uh, and that's really cool and you also get like a whole checkup if you're okay and yeah like yeah that's really cool and um, when I got there it was I was so amazed by everything because it, it was so big but I went through a whole checkup and I think that's like two times a year or one time a year and where is that? Where is it located? Is it back in Austria or? Yes, yes, it's, it's in Austria. So that's really, really nice. Super cool. And I saw one video where it looks like you have like sensors on your body. What was that for? 
Oh yeah, that was like uh, <laughs> I think like how do you say a thinker about all of the things alright buddy. But uh, that was for uh, that they can see like what motions you are making. Um, and also like you had uh, oh my god, uh, not a weight but yeah I think Oh my god, it's like seeing if your muscles are stable in your bones. Yeah, so like, there was something you have to stand up uh, on and then they could see if you like uh, lean more on your left feet or right feet. So that was really cool too, because uh, a lot of freerunners who are doing flips with their left leg, their left leg is stronger. And you could see that on the big screen and that was like very interesting. And so what did you find out about yourself? Are you uneven or do you have a stronger leg? Um, my like, uh, my left leg is stronger because that's the leg that I'm doing all my corps and everything with. Um, but my right leg is more flexible. Oh. So, yeah, because I have to swing it around and stuff like that. Crazy. And, and so do they design any programs or make you do any drills in order to try to level out that balance? Um, yes, they have like a whole program. Um, you have to do a checkup at first if your body is okay and then after that like the very interesting sensors on your body and stuff like that and then after that you have like a, a very like big coaching and gym and you can train there and you can get like a personal coach and he can teach you how to uh, do the best in your sport okay. yeah and they also write like how much weight you can like lift and stuff like that and then when you come back next year you can see if you improve okay and so at this point in your career do you utilize weightlifting as part of your cross training or do you just strictly train parkour uh no i really like need to work on my strength so i'm working on that and i have like uh, uh conditioning training and strength training like two times a week or something okay and now I know that a lot of times because of your coaching and also you've always trained at Jump Free Run Forever, um, but obviously a lot of competitions are outside on the hard ground. So how many days a week do you train inside and how many days do you train outside? Um, inside I train, uh, I think like four, five times, I think. Wait, one, two, one, two, three, four, five, six. Six times I train inside and outside I train, uh, I think two times a week, okay. something like that. Yeah. <laughs> and do you, uh, do you ever, oh, of course, right? <laughs> do you ever get nervous like training outside? Like, is it any different for you? Like being on the concrete compared to in the gym or are you able to just jump right outside and do all your skills? Um, not all of them because you have to be like very careful if there's not like some weird break that's on the street or something like that but because i do it with a lot of freerunners and friends we have like a small community in holland and uh we go training with them and it's just very nice so you don't really think about fear and you're just going for it so i think it's not that different okay now i know when we first had you on the show you talked about how you're one of the few girls that trains at your gym. Have you seen like an influx or an increase in the number of girls that do parkour where you live? Yes, yes a lot. Because we now have like a girls only training um, and there are a lot of girls there. I don't train there, so 
like I always trade with boys, so I'm not just gonna switch that out. But um, yeah, it, it has increased like a lot this year. Super, super cool. And now, obviously, Red Bull is your main sponsor. Um, but I know that you also have some collaborations with some other brands like My Protein and Gymshark. Uh, what do you do with them, and how did you obtain those? Um, my Protein is like they try to help me a lot with my uh, with my food, like how <laughs> you say that? Yeah, with my uh, nutrition because uh, I don't wait a lot and I need to eat more. <laughs> um, they really, they are like very helpful and they're trying to help me with that. So I get uh, proteins and um, bars, all that stuff. And like Gymshark is not really a sponsor, but if I want like a legging or something that I saw, then they can like give it to me. So it's not like an official sponsor, but they want to help too. Now, I know a lot of people are going to want to know this. What does the world champion eat? Do you eat healthy? Do you eat junk food? Um, like, that's a hard question because I, like, eat literally, like, healthy. almost anything. But then, like, most of the time healthy because that's just what I need and what my body needs. And a lot of my, uh, a lot of protein. And then also... Like I do on Friday or in the weekend, I do eat like a bag of chips or something, but I don't eat like junk food every day or something. I do try to eat very healthy. Wow. And now even with all of your sponsors and your training, I know that back in the days when we talked, you not only were coaching at Jump Free Run, but you also were working at like a surf shop. Do you still have that job also? <laughs> yes, I still have that job and it's just as fun as always. And I do that on a Saturday. So. Wow, that's crazy. Do you ever feel like overwhelmed with all the stuff you have going on on your schedule? Or how are you able to find like balance? Do you have any uh, hobbies you do for fun outside of parkour to relax? Um, yes, I have a lot of hobbies, like too many, I think. Um, because I can play like guitar and uh, the piano. Wow. And also I like to go out with my friends because I think that's something that I really like and after that oh, besides that I also like to do like um, advertising and stunt uh, jobs and that type of stuff <laughs> that's a perfect segue because I was just going to ask you about your stunt training I saw some clips of you uh, I think even getting hit on a bicycle by a car <laughs> <laughs> yes that's true that was me and I did that for like um, a TV program in Holland and it was really cool to do and I think like two or three years I like stunting a lot. And so how did you get into stunt work? Is there a school that you went to out there or how are you getting your training? Uh, yes, I went to like a stunt workshop at first because I wanted to see if I really liked it and after that I got asked to like qualify in the stunt team of Holland. And I did that, and now I'm in, so I'm only a little young, that's the only reason, but yeah, it's very cool. And is that something that you would want to do long-term, uh, alongside alongside with parkour? Yes, like uh, parkour, being a parkour athlete is my first, um, how do you say that, goal, like first goal, but besides that and after that, I really would like to go into the stunt world. So if you ever need a like blonde girl 
I definitely can't wait for you to finally be old enough to do stunt jobs. It'll be really cool with your skill set. Um, and with that being said, I know like another thing that you've been featured on TV for is a is a show called Catch. What is Catch? Yes, Catch is like um, kind of playing tag, but then with a lot of um, sporters and like sporters who are very flexible and fast. And you have like a lot of different games where you play tag. Uh, also like chase tag um, and a lot of different games but you can see it tonight because it's out tonight yes <laughs> um, yeah I don't know how to very explain that and is it mostly adults on the show or are you one of the only kids on it um, it was an adult show but now they did like the catch academy and uh, we had like uh, yeah the next generation with a coach from the adults Okay, and so how many episodes did you guys do? Do you know how many? Uh, I think just one. Okay. <laughs> because I wanted to try it out, I think. But I think this episode is, like, very awesome. And so did your parkour background help you at all, give you any advantage on the competition? Yes, yes, a lot. Like, you had to do a parkour obstacle run, um, and if you don't do parkour, it's a, hard lot. Uh, it's a lot harder, of course. But, yeah, that helped me a lot. Awesome. <laughs> And so with everything that you have going on right now, um, what is like the goal for you in the next few years? Obviously, you talked about how you want to eventually travel after graduation. Do you want to make parkour your career for the rest of your life? Yes, if I can. <laughs> Sorry, somebody raised me, so I had to wait back. But um, if I can, I would definitely do that. And I want to grow in this sport and I want to help this sport grow. And I think that's my goal. Okay. And so do you have any other competitions planned for later on this year? And then the big question is, do you plan on going back to Art of Motion when they have it? Yes, of course. If it happens, I'm going to be there, I hope. But I'm going to be there. And also, I'm planning to go to LA for the Kings of Concrete competition from Tempest. So, yeah. <laughs> Amazing. And now that you've actually won Art of Motion, do you feel any extra pressure or do you feel like there's a target on your back because you've won now um not really but of course it feels like a little bit more pressure because i just don't want to let anybody down and that's my only like thing but i it's not like it doesn't give me like a lot of pressure because i'm just doing my thing and enjoying what i like i do the thing that i love the most so that keeps me happy and motivated. Yeah, totally. And so I don't want to I don't want to put any pressure this way so you don't have to answer this if you don't want to, but are there any special moves or anything on like a goal checklist as far as like a move that you're trying to work on? Yes, I have like a few dif different things that I want to try, but I definitely want to try like triple uh wait, swing, triple flyweight. Ah. But I'm, I don't know if it's going to work out. I don't know if I can do it, but that's like one of the things that I really want to try before I'm too old for that. <laughs> <laughs> and so are there any other athletes that you watch for inspiration yourself or do you just kind of focus on your own movement at this point in your career? I watch like a lot of athletes like all the time, like Pasha, Jason Paul, um, 
Uh, wait, one second. Um, Eric Treeran is his Instagram name. Yeah. He's really cool too. And I have like Jason Paul is like one of my biggest inspirations because he has a lot of creativity, and that's the thing that I really need right now. Um, and I watch like parkour videos of everybody like all day because I want to grow. <laughs> And so how is your body holding up at such a young age? You're only 17, you, but you've been in the sport for a while. Have you had any serious injuries or how do you feel? I didn't have like any serious in, uh, injuries and I feel pretty good because I just stretch a lot and I have my, my protein. So that's really nice because it's um, helping me with stretching and my muscles don't, like, uh, how do you say that? Are uh, recovering faster. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> And so what advice would you have to some young listeners out there or maybe even specifically some young female listeners? What advice would you have for them getting into the sport? Just go for it. And if you have a goal, just go for it like totally and don't let anybody like tell you different. And also, um, if you are scared to do something or to go in this sport, don't get um, intimidated by anything that you hear or the flips because you can train on your own level and challenge yourself again and again. That's a good segue because I was just going to ask at this point, do you still ever get nervous trying certain things and how do you overcome fear if you still do? I think like if you're a free runner who doesn't have fear, um, it's not possible or you're going to break a leg very easily because uh, fear is also like a very good instinct because Fear helps you to keep you focused on what you're gonna do, and everybody, I think, in the freedom world, of course, me too, um, struggles with fear. But because we have overcome it like a lot of times, it gets easier, and I think that's something to hold on to. And also, when you did something that you're very scared of, um, you're so proud that you get like a lot of adrenaline to do like more things and learn more things. Totally, totally. And now I know one other thing that's really funny and it's kind of telling of how young you are is I think I saw some posts recently that you're finally starting to drive. Yes, yes, I, I'm getting my driver's license, but I'm only 17, so I have to wait a little while, but I'm working on that. Okay. And now once you drive, will that allow you to go to more training spots or like, what are you really looking forward to with that? Yes. I hope that when I get my driver's license, I can get like a bus and travel, a bus and travel like around, a fan, sorry, a fan and travel around the world. And I can just go anywhere I want to train with my friends. So yeah, I'm, I'm really hoping I'm getting it soon. Amazing. And now... When we last talked, your biggest goal was just finally getting the chance to compete at Art of Motion. But now not only have you competed, but you've won. So are there any other goals you have in your parkour career? Yes, of course. I, I'm going to defend the Art of Motion title, of course. And also, I hope that um, I can help the sport grow and get more girls to do it. And also, <laughs> I um, want to, like, if parkour is going to be, like, a part of the Olympics, I really want to join that. And that's going to be my bigger goal if it's going to be a part of the Olympics. Super, super cool. And so this is a question I asked you last time. And so I'm going to ask it again before we get out of here. Where do you see yourself five years from now? And then where do you see yourself ten years from now? Oh, my God. 
Will's question is always so hard, but I hope I'm driving <laughs> in like four years because that's like the thing that if I can drive, I can do like everything that I really want to do. Um, so that's, I hope that's like that I'm driving in a different country than Holland <laughs> and I'm training and seeing like uh, or training like with a lot of people in the free and parkour community. Hell yes. So with that being said, um, I really appreciate you coming on and making the time to do this. We've tried so many times to make this happen, so I'm so stoked for the world to finally see this one. Um, but before we get out of here, can you just let people know where they can continue to follow you and stay up to date with your journey? Yes, of course. You can follow me on Instagram and on TikTok and on YouTube. Um, and I have on all three of my social medias, I have the same name. So it's like Noah and then underscore score <laughs> and then Diorgina. Amazing. Hey guys, with that being said, please be sure to hit that like button, comment, subscribe for brand new episodes each and every week. Join us every Monday for Jam Breakdowns and every Friday for brand new Jamcast, interviewing influential members of the movement community like Miss Noah Dorgina herself. So that being said, guys, I got to give one more very special shout out. Thanks for coming through, Noah. I appreciate your time so much. Yes, thank you for having me here. And hopefully I'll see you in April out here in LA. Yes, I hope so too. Hell yes. And as always, guys, coming at you, coming through, I'm your host, Travis Wong. Thanks for joining us here on another Jamcast. Until next time, we'll see you all soon. Peace.